When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's happening, people? It's Blackademic. We are back for another episode here on our platform, Blackademic TV. With myself, your host, Jordan Jarrett Bryan. Now, on the show this week, we're going to have some fun. Have some fun. We're going to talk about music on the show this week, but in particular, verses. So many of us have seen and been getting involved in all of the verses that have been, that popped up throughout the spring period. Um, and for those of you who don't know what the verses are or were, they have been, it's a platform that's been created by the US R&B and hip hop rapper, I believe, Swiss Beats, um, who basically gets two artists, if you like, uh, from a similar, similar genre, similar field, uh, to go through some of their catalogs, some of their music. I don't know if it was 10, 10 tunes for 10 tunes, but uh, each artist would kind of play tunes, have a little chat amongst themselves. And I think during the lockdown period where morale for everybody was quite low, the verses really offered an opportunity for people to kind of really enjoy some music that they might have forgotten about, but some artists that are very well respected and held within their scene and their community. And they did quite well in matching up and pairing up a lot of these artists and individuals, comparing them, you know, catalogue um, and, and also prestige within the industry as well. And it was at a time, as I mentioned there, that people were kind of a bit low and these verses kind of give people a little bit of a, a bit of a perk. And there's about 10 or so of those that happened on Instagram. I'm sure if you're not on Instagram, you can catch them somewhere on, on YouTube or somewhere else. And they were a really big success. So many views, so many people got involved in a lot of these battles. Um, actually, battles the wrong word. They're not battles because they were very conscious of making them not sound clashy. They were very kind of an appreciation of their music rather than a competitive nature to them. And we want to discuss on the show today some of those verses, but more importantly, looking forward to who will be the people doing verses in, say, 2050. So who do we think are the artists now that have the longevity to really uh, bring their catalogue and their artistry to, to have a verses in, say, the year 2050? And to do so, I've got a fantastic panel of guests with me on the show today, starting with the MC and artist. We have Wanda on the show before. She's back joining us again for this discussion. We've also got event planner, some of the biggest, some of the biggest events, musical events in the world, joined by Nadu Plaka here as well. We have writer and storyteller Neef. Some of the publications that he's written for include GQ and The Guardian. And finally, we've got four guests this week. We're spoiling you guys out there. Our fourth guest is the artist and songwriter, Annabelle Spooner. Guys, how are we all doing? Are you all nice? Good, thank good. you. Have a good. Thank you, good. Good, good, good. Um, so guys, um, kind of drill down into the verses and kind of looking forward to who we think 
is going to be kind of killing it in the next 20, 30 years. I want to just kind of get a sense of all your kind of musical taste to start off with. So just kind of who are the artists around right now who you think are the biggest, most exciting? Um, who are the artists for you that are killing it and doing really, really well? Anyone can jump in. Feel free. Um, I'll jump in. Um, so there's an artist by the name Tawia. She's been okay. around for a long, long time. And um, she came off the back of kind of um, Mark Bronson. But she's been around. She's from the Brit School. Um, her stuff is kind of, I don't even know, indie, pop, folk, R&B, soul. And she's got staying power. She's also my cousin. But bias aside, she's incredible. She's one to watch. She's incredible. And then a guy, a guy called um, Jermaine Riley, who's got catalog as long as I don't know what and everything visuals um vocals videos um songs he's another two uk artists i think are going to be doing versus in a long time yeah okay anybody else who else will be feeling out there i'm gonna sort of uh, bring it to me myself i think but also i think that there was a versus done but i don't think this was on swiss beats's actual thing um burner boy and whiskey because Burner Boy is reasonably well for me, reasonably in the last six years or something. So it's reasonably new because um, they're doing the verses was like Jill Scotts and yeah, Alicia Keys. So it's artists that, that was that was that was that was no signal, wasn't it? Yeah. So that was yeah. So I'm thinking they would be on the verses one in the future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because okay, so you think those guys will be around in thirty years from now? Yeah, I, mean, I, I reckon. I reckon will be around in another so five, ten years. Yeah. yeah. So we can do his verses in about 10 years' time. We'll be watching. Okay. We'll all be watching. Neef, who are you feeling? Uh, yeah, the two that, for me, that stand out is um, Koji Radical and Kano. I think Simon Koji Radical is mm. uh, like an amazing artist from East London, but also from Ghana. And he makes that, uh, you can't really pin him down into a box, which I think um, has, I guess, going to have been a struggle in terms of where people place him. But I think I've seen him over the past six seven years just every year grow a bit bigger a bit bigger a bit bigger and he's really grown this kind of cult following who really engage with his like music which is so personal and so revealing and so open um and like really helps people and i think um he's going to be uh, massive and i think he's going to definitely be around in 10 years 20 years because i think he just has uh makes great music blends music with message um like many of the great musicians of their time do and i think so he opened for kano at the royal Abbott hall last year and i think that brings me to another one i think kano's 100 going to be around in 20 30 40 years doing versus challenges because i think yeah he makes music that is uh really reflects what people are going through in this time period i think when we look back on say this time period um a decade back and you look at what are those albums that define the times i think hoodies all summer made in the manner um home sweet home before that are going to be some of those names that are mentioned so those are the two for me nadu he's, he's doing it for you right me now he's out there well, my own personal taste in music kind of differs from who I think may actually be out there long longevity-wise. Like me, um, definitely American artist Lucky Day is one of my favorite kind of sounds to listen to these days. Yeah. Um, but I definitely have to agree in terms of like Burner Boy uh, for kind of coming out of the African market. Um, definitely has some dope sounds. He's also, you know, going into other African countries and doing collaborations, which is what it's about as well. Kind of more people collectively coming together, but long term i'm not sure yet i'm not sure yet but my personal taste in music yeah i'd say those two for now 
Okay. And, and, and what do we think is important? What do you guys think is important in terms of, um, we'll get to longevity in a minute, but being a successful artist in 2020, what today are the, are the elements that make a successful artist? And how much that changed maybe from what was, what made you successful five, 10, 15 years ago, if anything at all? Mm, I think Sorry. one of the things I've seen with artists these days, like someone for me who has been around for 10 years plus, like a tiny temper, who has kind of gone through the trenches, built up here. It took him 10 years to get where he was. It's another 10 years now that he's kind of been doing stuff. But he's now obviously having to be versatile and go into other aspects of um generating revenue you know through fashion and other things you know clothing lines collaboration with brands because the music industry is a machine and it's designed to kind of chew you up and spit you out so i think you have to be thinking a lot differently you know years ago you didn't have as many platforms as you do now be it online social media inclusive of the shows that kind of make you 15 minute star like you have to be hitting numbers in that respect so i think in order to stay long and have a real impact you have to be versatile and expand kind of what your reach is no that's what i'm saying versatility i agree fully like uh, you, you you have to you have to be versatile you have to move with the times as well and i don't mean change yourself but you have to you have to keep growing um you have to be willing to change and i guess that's in in versatility so yeah I'd say um, authenticity as well, um, because I think about Lauren Hill, who's had one album, basically, apart from the Unplugged. She's had one album and it felt like she poured everything that she is into that album. And it felt like no one kind of directed her on how to be. And you feel it when you listen to it today. Um, and how old's the album? What, 20 years? 20 years old or something like mm. that? So I think it's mm. people that are authentic. And I think what, what, when we've been in lockdown, and we're having to see what people are actually going through and who people really are without, you know, the facade of like, oh, I'm doing this today, I'm doing that. You can see it in the music, you can feel it. And I think authenticity, I think we need to see other human beings in music as well now. We want to hear, we want to see, we want to feel everything. So authenticity, I think, will, um, will make for longevity for artists. And it's interesting you mentioned the, the fact that she, she only put out one album, because I'm wondering if, to kind of counter the versatility point is something that something that definitely annoys me and i wonder if you what you guys feel about this is that so many art too many artists for me feel too busy they're, they're out there too much they're putting out too much music whereas lauren hill was someone that put out one album and that album will be, will be played mm. in a hundred years from now yeah. so does anyone feel yeah. like that there are artists that maybe focus on quant quality over quantity and if that also kind of taps into your point earlier on about versatility and maybe okay i'm not going to worry about dancing doing this doing that but this one thing i do i do very very well and i'm respected for it people expect you to be more than just one thing nowadays um yeah so i i believe you have to that was 20 years ago like the world has changed a lot and if we could all do what lauren hill did and just did one song and it lasted forever, then that would be sick. It's like back in the day, 9210s, you had one mobile phone that lasted forever. That can't run anymore. You get an iPhone, it lasts for a year. So it's the same with everything, technology, music, people, everyone wants things and the one change. You know what I mean? Although so, 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 do, so do you feel that you have to be busy to be relevant? Do you think that if you, you the days of just putting out one project, you have to have the first. 
People like to see you being busy, if you know what I mean. They like to see you doing stuff or because people talk about work rate, work rate, isn't it? Work rate's like a thing, isn't it? So people expect you to be busy. Um, they expect you to be doing stuff, um, which always isn't always possible. But I guess from my view, that's it. I want to hear what. Not even just in music, but just in life in general, but specifically in music, all of the great artists now and from the past all had a clear, very clear idea of who they were, who they wanted to be and how they wanted to be seen in the future. And I think when you have that strong core, you're not necessarily going to be knocked over by like the temporary winds that flood through music. I think, um, yeah, I think you look at, especially look at like people like Jay-Z, Kanye, Kendrick, Cole, all had a very clear idea of who they were. Some of them figured it out during those first early years of their career, but then developed that clear idea, understood what success would mean to them and then kind of honed in on moving in that direction so i think um if some for some people success is like being a massive singles single artist and not re not really caring about albums and stuff like that which is fine and if that's you then you know what direction you're going in you're going to be putting out more music necessarily uh rather than waiting and crafting the masterpiece of an album if you are like an albums artist and you want to have that tour in that you can continue to tour for 10 20 years then you may be going to sit back a bit but i think the big thing is like yeah finding out what's defining what success means to you and then really sticking to that and kind of not losing track amongst like this very noisy, busy era that we live in. And is there, is there anybody out there, guys, that is, that is big and successful who you just don't get? Is there someone out there that's, it could be a singer, rapper, art, whatever, who's massive, who just like, I just don't get why this person or this group. We'll be here forever if you want to answer that question. Come on, man. <laughs> Six, nine. That's my, that's my two so cents. Many. Oh my God. Popularity contest is not music now. I think we <laughs> I'm, I'm not a 6 9 listener or fan, but I get it. Like, I get why people are listening to that. I think they're oh, all... Please elaborate. I have no idea as oh, to yeah, what elaborate. Yeah, come on, come on, Lee. Tell, tell us why. Tell us why. <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a situation now where rap, and music has evolved to, it's not just about the core ideals that held up rap maybe 10 years ago, 20 years ago. You have a new generation who aren't from them same environments, who, but who like avidly devoured the music. If Source was out today, look, most of these rappers will be on half a star. Even at, like, they'll have one of the edges of the stars of one star. They won't even have one star. You know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying I get why that's the case. All right, so Neef earlier on mentioned Kanye West. Now, for my parents' generation, they would probably argue the biggest artist of their time. It's debatable, of course, but they'd probably say Michael Jackson. Catalog, hits, um, impact on, on well, various, various uh, genres and scenes. Is it fair to say that Kanye West, whether you like his politics or not, I know a lot of people don't like Kanye the person, his body of work and his impact on music in the last 20 years would it be fair to say that he's the biggest artist of our generation and if not why not oh right. <laughs> and, and, and we're scared to give him props or not <laughs> i actually like i like kanye west's new like and it's like i used to because before we went create and it's like years when Kanye West first came out in college, like dropout. Was that his out? What his album was called? The College Dropout. That I liked him. That's right, yeah, I yeah. Actually, it was dope. And then he just went, 
And it's not even that, like, he went with, I don't know, like, now I don't like him. So something happened, well, I don't like him. Well, let, let me, let, 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 Nadu, let me ask still... you, is that, is that the problem? Is that the people are, don't like him, so that taints what they think about his music? I think subconsciously there are always things that you're going to take on board like whether you like it or not like you're going to listen to things that are happening in the media or things that are you know being made a point of and it will have an an effect on how you think of someone and I think someone definitely of that stature like needless to say what he has produced over time um being ahead of his time at different stages of his career and the music he has curated he is a genius and maybe we're not supposed to understand certain elements of that but i think it just gets a bit blurred but then i think to myself well think about michael jackson if michael jackson even thought it could have been a possibility let's talk as we are at present day to run for president would he possibly so do you know what i mean like all of those other elements that we take in who knows who knows but credit where credit's due there you go. Yeah, you, you can't argue with his catalogue. You can't. I my thing's this. I think you know that that song "Video Killed a Radio Star." That basically yes. twenty twenty years for the artist. Yeah, you know the tune. And I think with <laughs> Kanye West, <laughs> you can't you can't argue with his back catalogue of music. Has presented what he's saying. He's clearly skilled. Um, you know the politics thing you can't ignore. I think that. I think that look. He makes us think, and he always reminds me not to be a sheep. Sometimes when someone says something mad, I'm like, how did they get there? And it makes me look at myself and I'm like, am I just believing everything that's being said to me? Or, or do I need to look at it? And I can't, like, there's that question, can you separate the man from the music? And, I mean, with Kanye, you can't. Can, but you, can you? I can't, can you? you can't argue with his backlog. Yes. So can, can you separate the And I don't okay. know whether okay. it's because... Yeah, I don't know whether it's, um, I was going to say, is it, is it to do with his background because he's a black man? But then obviously, um, R. Kelly, I, can, I definitely, uh, yeah. I was just um, about to say, no, when you said you were going to say, does that apply? Like, that's that's what you're reaching for. You're going there. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, we have to. I mean, I, I mean, I can't, I can't separate the man from the music. And I don't think he's done anything that's particularly harmful yet. I feel like he's he's a human being. Yeah. He's going through things. Part of mm. he's part of the, he's part of an environment that he's part of right now. But he's like removed from certain other environment. Um, get and, out! Um, I just watch him. I'm just like, uh, <coughs> yeah, get out. Um, but he's a developing human. He hasn't done anything <laughs> harmful, and he reminds me to just he reminds me of humanity. So that's it. That's well, was that a drone that do also approve that? He's the coolest black guy in his household. Sorry, Wanda. I, wanna, I heard a groan. I think it came from Nadu. Was that, was that, was that a groan of disapproval? No, sorry. I just had a cough, something in my throat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry. Go, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> go, 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 go on, Neef, because you brought up Kanye. Is, would it be fair to say that he is the biggest artist? When you factor everything into the pot, he is, and put his personal situation aside, he is the biggest artist of our generation. Um, yeah, I think um, kind of inevitable with, I think when you look at just the music and as you say, factoring everything into the part, I think so, he is, whether that him, his like kind of views are very questionable or they have become questionable. 
Um, but I think, yeah, I think he is. When you look at like the list of albums he's made that have been like critically acclaimed, and then you look at the musicians that he's directly inspired who are now huge musicians in themselves, I think that's always a good way to judge how influential a musician has been is looking at like the tree that has spawned from around them. And you see, look, you look at like Drake, you look at Travis Scott, you look at all of these, uh, J. Cole, Kendrick, all these people who have really said that they were inspired by this guy at some point. I think you really have to acknowledge that, um, yeah, he, he is he is definitely, the argument's there for him to be the biggest. And I think um, his, obviously his political views have then kind of tainted a lot of how we receive him. Um, but that's only for a group of people. I think when you look at out into the world, he still has this massive influence, especially across like young people in across America and stuff. I think he still ha does have that influence. It's just shifted to like a different, a different circle, different base now. Okay. Um, uh, let me ask all you guys, do, do you feel we have any lifers within the black community when it comes to music? So those that don't know what I mean by lifers, you know, artists that are going to either be around for the, you know, for the next 10, 20, 30 years, or definitely their music. So I think it's fair to say that Adele, whether you like her or not, she has tracks that are going to be played for the next 30, 40 years. Ed Sheeran, like him or not, he will have tracks that will be played for the next 20, 30 years. Who are the lifers within our, within the black community? Beyonce, Beyonce will have tracks that will get played. Beyonce is sick, mate. She's, she's a bummer. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, you guys are missing my message because I can't. I feel like she's just like a standard. It's just like, of course, Beyonce. Yeah, she's like a default friend, Beyonce. She's sick. Who else? Who else? Pharrell. Pharrell, Pharrell okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Like longevity yeah. for me, because like I was saying, when he started off in the beginning, a lot of stuff he was before his time and he still continues to produce amazing songs and do like support amazing brands. I was saying with McDonald's, even he helps kind of boost them unknowingly. Um, but yeah, there's, he's definitely <laughs> one for me. Tell us that story for those who don't know what, what he did with McDonald's. Oh, how long do we have? So it's just something, so he himself, Pusha T, 
Justin Timberlake were involved with uh, writing, it was, I think he produced a song that Justin Timberlake did called I'm Loving It. Um, and then McDonald's oh, jumped in yeah. the bandwagon. So they were like, oh, we're gonna produce this track. Um, basically just sign them a one-off upfront deal um, uh, oh. and they've taken it. And obviously now it's the tune that we know, this was back in 2003 and now it's global, worldwide like obviously that's the same thing but it's in different instruments different tunes it's just phenomenal and yeah that you need to research into that but it's crazy can you imagine having that, yeah. that publishing check Woo! you would have been nice yeah You're nice. Been nice. Nice. <laughs> um neith who are the who are the black lifers UK, give me some UK ones. Who are the black UK lifers? <laughs> Who are the black UK lifers? Uh, well, I think, um, I think, um, yeah, the artist I mentioned before, Kano, is definitely a lifer. I think, I think, um, Koji will be a lifer as well. I think, uh, also, I think Jay House is going to be a lifer. I think, in terms of quality of music and the two albums he's put out, I think, kind of, yeah, remarkable in like how good they were and how great they were and how effective they were. And I think his music really seems to live with people outside of like just the digital space. I think when I go to events, I've been to like weddings, christenings, house parties, whatever, and his music seems to be on, which I think is a real marker, like kind of cultural influence. So I think he's someone that will definitely be a lifer if he continues. Just tell me a little bit why you think he will be a lifer. A lot of people talk to me about how good he is. And I, I think he's a good artist, but people are like, no, no, he'll go down as a legend. And I just don't quite get that. So tell, tell, tell us why, why you think he, he's on that kind of, in that Kano bracket. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think he's necessarily in that bracket yet, but I think he's heading in that bracket because I think similar in a similar way, I think his music like reflects the time period. Even I think Kano does it very obviously through lyrics, whereas I think Jay House is more of a sonical thing. I think in that first album, Common Sense, how he blended um, kind of garage with grime, with rap, with Afrobeats, with Bashman, I think that was like very representative how of how a lot of black um, people grew up in this country. Not you may be from one country but then you have all of these other influences from where you've grown up in the surroundings and i think people really took to that when they heard that in his album and i think same for the second album he seems to again like um yeah always grow musically and then grow lyrically and i think um that kind of impact that you've seen him have isn't like a coincidence i don't think so i think the fact that he can have a number one album and all he did was tweet about it didn't do any press didn't do any promo um didn't do any videos uh, this is the last album that came out and um can yeah still have that kind of impact and all he did was tweet and say my album's out going upon I think there is that isn't a coincidence. There is like a reason um and real resonance with him amongst people in this country and beyond. Uh, One I, I heard the words I'm, I'm gonna say something controversial. I can't oh, yeah, but can, I just agree, can I just agree with him first, please? You can't <laughs> can I just agree with Nate? Because I do believe, yeah, Jay Huss, um, especially because he's he's reminding me about that one tweet thing where his album went number one. Even Stormzy, to be fair, because he's got his whole political thing as well, and him helping the the community and his whole um way that he uh, portrays himself in the media. Stormzy is also someone that will um maybe go go far as well. But the thing in the yeah, the only thing I was gonna say in the UK with well a lot of sort of rap music and drill music is it's either gonna be lifers in the music or do life. Ooh. Oh, I love that. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that hit me hard. That did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> that's throwing me. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen, going back to the verses, um, uh, the next one lined up is Snoop Dogg versus DMX. And oh, I don't know if anybody else thinks that's a little bit of a disrespect towards Snoop Dogg. Because I like DMX. DMX was, when I was in school, DMX was the guy. But does anyone else think that's a little bit of a slight mismatch? And you, you've got big, big Snoop Dogg and DMX. Or does that feel like a kind of correct, correct matchup? They've both got the dog thing, isn't it? It's the dog thing. I think DMX is sick. DMX, come on, man. We're friends. They're both sick. Like, no, D- I loved DMX like, when I was growing up. So... I know Snoop Dogg maybe came a bit before him and maybe about five years or something, but DMX, he's got the body of work to match up against it. Um, yeah, yeah Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Just <laughs> maybe in my, the track that I can hear in my head, like, oof, mate, DMX is coming with me. I'm not even joking. Like, D- Come on, DMX was, had one litty album, one sick album, and that was it. Come on. No, nah, but can they put his Rough Riders stuff with it as well or not? I don't know. Yeah, because they put collab, they just, put songs that the artist collab. Yeah, with. Well, if he does with riders and stuff, then he's got a lot. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. He'll probably okay. have more than all you right. think. <laughs> but then I'm thinking, like, who would you match with? Who would you pair them with, like, as alternative <laughs> options? Because I understand what you're saying, Jordan. Because I don't know, it kind of is like, uh, I don't know, Snoop. You can't really touch him like that. It's like, oh, Snoop. And don't get me wrong. Like, like the last five, ten years, Snoop Dogg went mad. Like it got to a point where techno man, rock man, reggae man. If you pay Snoop Dogg two hundred grand, <laughs> you could get a feature from Snoop Dogg. He was he was everywhere. It's like, Listen, can we? Love it, can we it? not? Him and Eddie Murphy did a really good tune, reggae tune. I <laughs> <laughs> what? Anyway, big tune. <laughs> <laughs> This is I'm nice. gonna try to <laughs> um, so, 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 who, who are the who are the verses that you guys? I'll, I'll come to um, I'll come to you first, Annabelle. Who are the verses that you would like to see paired up over the next kind of few months? Who do you think would be make a really good verse? Oh. Her and Janae Aiko. Oh, um, yes. and I know they're both relatively like hers, relatively new on the scene, but I just think. That that would be our modern day like healing. I'm I'm quite into that, and yeah, that would be really nice. Nice. I love that. I love that. Bang on. In terms of UK, I'd like uh, who would I like to see? I think I'd like to see Skepta go up against someone. I'm not sure who, but I think he's got the body of work, and he's got the the longevity that I think a versus deserves. So I think he could definitely sit in that spot. It'd be about who you pair him with. I'm not sure who. You... Um, and Nadi, who who the who are the ones? Give me, give me a, a, a verses that you would like to see this year. I'll throw some curveballs. LL Cool J, Queen oh, Latifah. Hey! Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. You and I see why. <laughs> you and I see why. <laughs> Have there been any, so if it um, comes up, no, I said it first. <laughs> there was an no, Alicia John Legend. But I don't know oh. if that was a versus or the other one. Oh, yeah, John Legend and Alicia because of the piano thing. Mm. Sick, sick, sick. Mm. Okay, um, and I want to just wrap up, guys, finally, just, just talking a little bit about the online performances that we've seen on Versus and other platforms as well. And kind of moving forward, whether you think this will have, what, what impact this will have on the live music scene, so gigs, clubs, and if you think you can see more artists 
taken to online platforms to do kind of online gigs? And if so, if that's a good thing or a bad thing? Bad for um, my business, number one. <laughs> are they getting paid for these online things, though? Yeah, are they getting paid? I was going to ask. Are they getting paid? If you get paid for gigs, if you're not getting paid for online stuff, then no, that's the answer. Uh, normally with brands I think it's great for artist development like um if there are loads of new there are amazing there are many especially in the UK new incredible artists so it's a great platform to begin with but going forward it's like pay people what they are worth like people need money people need to keep the lights on if you want more music they need the money as well so um it's good in the way to introduce us, but it's I don't know how great it is and sustainable it is financially for those artists. Plus, I believe like there's an experience that you get when you're live. Do you know what I mean? Even just meeting new people and feeling sometimes you you know when you feel the music on you like can you yeah just the atmosphere the surroundings like just being at a gig yeah. is different doing it on the screen. Some you know what I mean? It's yeah, you, you get an experience instead of just watching that. You can just watch Netflix and it's just going to be. 100% agree. 100% agree. For me, like events, not only is my life and my bread and butter, but oh, yeah. it is a full on experience that kind of makes an event an event. Like, I think for the interim, for kind of what we're having to deal with globally to manage, I think it's something that's come in and it will, is kind of filling the gap. Um, it's definitely a niche market as it stands at the moment. Um, I also have a course that's 10 steps to do an online event for anyone that's interested, only 20 pounds. But um, I think long term, it's <laughs> definitely, people will be bored of it. People need to get back into just having that human contact. As you were saying, Wanda, it's bigger than that. The experience is so much more, you know, you use all of your senses when you go to an event in terms of, you know, sight, taste, feeling, like sound, mm. everything. And you will never be able to get there any, that anywhere else apart from in a live experience. Exactly. So I think for now, it's great. Long-term, people are gonna be pining and dying to get back out there and have proper experiences. And also I've got bills to Anif, pay. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anif, I, I, I take um, Nadu's point that at some point people will be bored possibly or probably of streaming and watching things online and there will be that that hunger to get back out there and just skank and dance and see people in clubs and venues again but do you have any fears that by the time that comes around a lot of these venues festivals and gigs they'll have gone under i think uh, a lot of um i think a lot of what lockdown and coronavirus has done is obviously pushed a lot of people uh, a lot of businesses uh, to a point where they can't necessarily recover from so I've definitely a fear, um, but I think that hunger for live music will always be there. When I think back to what my favorite experiences were of like the past, say 12, 24 months, a lot of them do involve um, going to see music in some live form or, or format. So I think that will always be there, but I think um, definitely in this interim period, maybe the next two years, it's going to be tough to see which companies have managed to survive this, er this period as well and who kind of bounce back in that way. So I think, that's why I think the digital thing will continue. I think of, in a lot of ways, like the online performances was naturally the way things were going to go in some senses. I think this just kind of exacerbated that a little bit. So 
But I think hopefully an industry will start to form around that as well, where people can get paid and musicians can get paid. And there's other roles for uh, people who work in the music industry to be able to make a living off of that as well. But I kind of see them eventually at some point, not sitting side by side, because I think live music will always be the, the primary one. But I think it's just another lane for um, a, a way in which people can experience music. I was going to say, I 100% agree. I think it's something as technology advances, you have to kind of adapt, you know, taking it back to what we said at the very beginning of this, being versatile. And I think that's what um, artists, brands, organisations, people within entertainment have had to do. And it's definitely something that now people can say, well, you know, in terms of being able to stream, maybe we wanted to get this artist in or this talent, we can't, oh, hey, we can have a venue set up in one country, stream from there, do the same again with another. So you'll be saving costs and also artists will be able to get their normal fees or a fraction, maybe less based on, you know, the type of performance. I definitely think it's something, as Nick says, that will sit alongside and support um, the event industry in itself. Also, um, it really in, in the UK because of our weather, but also I think that people, events, companies and um, will adapt or artists themselves or managers or people within the industry will adapt and doing more sort of outside um, events. Um, I know because of our weather, it's not too great, but um, because of the whole um, situation at the moment with the pandemic, outside events, like there's been more outside raves and things like that, people have just popped up by themselves. So I believe there'll be a lot more yeah. sort of outside events happening um, as they're the only ones really at the minute that can really go on. So um, making use of car parks and things like that, spaces that wasn't once used or wastelands or things like that to turn them into. Yeah. I hear, I hear it. I hear it. Guys, listen, thank you very much for joining me this week on It's All Black Academic. I really enjoyed that. Um, big up Nadu, uh, Neef, Annabelle and Wonder as well. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel if you haven't already, Black Academic TV on YouTube. Go check out our website, blackademic.com. We're across all the socials, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter as well. All the information and previous shows are on those platforms there. Until next week, peace. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 